There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Another great week, Nebraska Preps postgame. Anytime I get to hear JP, that means I'm next to him. We're talking hoops, talking about all things. We could have a, our very own off-the-pod show. <laughs> that would be very entertaining. <laughs> we, just, we like all basketball, I, and I didn't even broach the topic of the NBA, which is what I usually always <laughs> like to talk to you about. So it's like, hey. In, in a better place now than when I was the last time we discussed. Uh, hey, but and you know what? They're starting. They're they're starting to to look like the Phoenix Suns team. I, health matters. Well, yeah, they're starting to get their actual <laughs> NBA players back. They're not starting Dwayne Washington Jr. anymore. Uh, <laughs> oh, I put the quarter in, and my man is ready to go. <laughs> as as uh, we almost dabbled uh, in a little NBA and. Listen, you, you staved off a, a scrappy Raptors team who is still waiting on Ananobi, who looks like it's going to be, what, another week maybe before he comes back? Four more games, they said they were going to at least. Yeah. Are you are you happy with where you think you're, you're capable of being? Uh, yes. I, I still, like, they're going to have to make a trade to give themselves a better shot. Um, like we've seen, probably don't have enough, but I just don't know if that's going to materialize with – James Jones and the way that he's operated to this point, but at the very least, I, I'll be happy to get a competitive team back that's fun to watch. Uh, Booker's getting closer, starting to do some stuff. So, um, yeah, still, still all in on Aiden in that contract? Or? Uh, no, <laughs> it is, it is almost February. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, right. let's, yeah. let's not talk about Aiden. I just let's talk about high school basketball. <laughs> that's to, what we're here for. I, I wanted to know. All right, so let's let's jump. Let's jump right in. A very uh, uneventful week for Class A's number one Bellevue West Thunderbirds, whose schedule has subsided a little, but they'll get right back to it, taking on East uh, in, a, in a little cross 
Do we call Sioux City cross state still? Cross town? Let's call. Let's go town. I mean, yeah, it's like uh, up the <laughs> north there. Yeah, and like it's it's a bit of a, it's a two hour drive. It, what are we just taking seventy five over to twenty nine? <laughs> is that what it is? As a, as they is there they have a tilt, but two undefeated uh, teams, sixteen and zero versus eighteen and zero. Un- uneventful past week for yeah. the T Birds. Yeah, but yeah, they had one game, took care of business against Central. They were up fifty-two to twenty-five through three quarters. Uh, ended up uh, winning by twenty-five there. Um, so, and again, it's just Jane Jackson played well again. But as they've done recently, it's just kind of a little bit everybody else because the team is so good, the defense is so good. They don't need anybody in particular to take a bunch of shots. It's just a few guys. Uh, Josiah Dosar had ten. Robbie Garcia had twelve and eight. Uh, Jackson at 18, just kind of a little bit of little bit from everybody, and then you hold Central to two of 13 from three. Kind of this game right on time. Do you think to to keep complacency from setting in with this Bellevue West team as you kind of get a different and new opponent? Well, and yeah, I'm sure they liked having just a one game and then a lot of time to work on themselves because they got a three game week this week. So you start with the Sioux City East Battle of Unbeaten's, then uh, they host Creighton Prep on Friday, a rematch for the Metro Final. Uh, and then they host Pius X on Saturday, who's been uh, it's on a reeling roll a little bit. Or I, Pius X, yes. I was thinking Scott. Yeah, yeah. Pius X is starting to get it together as Trace Anderson and company figuring it out. But so. and we'll get to Lincoln here in a second. But nobody is hot as how about this for ominous foreshadowing? I couldn't convince you last week about the personnel in Lincoln. I was leaning more towards Southwest. You stuck firm and said, I'm kind of leaning a little Lincoln Southeast. And all Southeast has done, JP, is win six, six in, a in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and big win on, on Tuesday. Um, Southeast after, uh, I believe, uh, they were five and six before that winning mm-hmm. streak. Now sitting at 11 and six and number seven uh, in the NEB uh, Preps coaches poll. Um, big week. They went at I mean, they had one test and then two, uh, two of the lower teams that they faced this past week, but took care of business. Um, they got Norfolk on Thursday this week and then prep on Saturday. So another chance to really prove themselves like they did against East where they won that thing 60 to 41. Um, and again, it's, it, it's balanced. Like they, their leading score at 13 points, uh, BD, Bang Out Dak had 13 points, 13 boards, three blocks. They got 12 from Tate Moore, 11 um, from B.J. Bradford, eight and seven boards from Wade Voss, 8.6 uh, rebounds from Jake Hiltkeman. So just a little bit from everybody. And that's, and that's kind of what they're settling into. Like they still, I don't think any individual player has quite gotten really into a, a, a consistent rhythm mm-hmm. where like, all right, this guy's playing super well right now, but they've got that, that whole f- starting five, like any of those guys can, can play really well in a given game. And then they've got a few guys off the bench that can play as well. So um, that's that. That's kind of uh, their during this winning streak. Like that's probably their most impressive win to this point. Because I think, especially with the way that East bounced back and took care of business against Southwest, that was um, a. I felt like that was a big timely win. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, East is at five right now. They're eleven and four. Um, they, they bounced back from that forty-one sixty loss where the team shot four twenty-four from three. Uh, and we talked about the two Carters, Carter Mick and Carter Templemeyer. Combined 12 points on three of 21 uh, from the field. That's, yeah, they're never going to win when that happens, but bounce back 75-59 at Lincoln Southwest. Wasn't even a down of the wires. Like, they controlled that game. Um, Carter Mick had 17 points, seven assists. Uh, 
uh, or Car- Carter uh, Templemeyer. Yeah, Car- Carter, uh, 12 points, uh, nine, 12, 9, and 5. Like, so that they got uh, good contributions from those two. Jared Townley, 16 points, 7 boards, uh, 5 assists. Shot 9 and 21 from 3, so they bounce back. Um, and then they go to, uh, or, or they host Elkhorn South uh, on Saturday, uh, 63-55 win. Uh, tough weekend for, for the, the storm there with yeah, some of the matchups. I watched the first half against Miller North because I watched, obviously, the girls' game ahead of time and, uh, and then had the toughie. So that one was, I think that was a 53-47 final, and then uh, they turned around and lost Saturday 63-55. Yep. So it's kind of – it's almost like vintage Elkhorn South when they had the number nine ranking heading into last week where – not flashy, enough to give you a headache. They do a really good job with Scout, um, but really looking for signature victories at this point. Yeah. Uh, Carter Templemeyer, 26 in that game on 8 of 13 shooting, 7 of 8 from the line, just too much for them to, to keep up with. Um, but um, points can be hard to come by for that storm bunch sometimes. And that's. They and went into the lull against Miller North, too. Exactly right. Um, so. Elkhorn South, they weren't, they weren't really penalized for the tough week, though. They took care of business against Omaha Westview. Alk Noonan at 31 in that game and then had the two tough losses against quietly. top five teams in Miller North and Lincoln East. So. Quiet, quietly, he's one of my favorites. It's primarily because, Shane, not to go all Tom Petty here, he just doesn't back down. Yeah. He, he's competitive. He's, he's fierce. I think it's not always aesthetically pleasing, but, he, he, I mean, he battles. And he's worked on – his handle a little yeah. bit. He's starting to find ways to get downhill. I think th- Damon. That, yes. You can go all Tom Petty if you want to. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> glad, glad we got Shane's permission Won't there. back down. <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, his performance in the Metro tournament, like, that's one of the most impressive individual performance Completely considering agree. what was going on around him, the defense it was against. Like, they had best, uh, best uh, defenders on him, and it just – he was going to town. Um, so, like, that's – but, again, Elkhorn South's in there at number nine in the rankings. They, the coaches didn't penalize them for those losses. They're sitting there at 10-5, and five, still above uh, uh, kind of um, still solid record there. And they've got – they're healthier now. they got Gavin Hornbacher kind of working his way back mm-hmm. in the lineup. Good who, call there. Uh, good, good glue guy for them, just physical. Um, for an undersized team, you got to have a guy that plays bigger than he is, and that's Gavin. Um, so that, that, that was uh, – I mean, we'll see. They, they've got uh, – Westside on Friday and Omaha Central on Saturday. So another tough week, but a chance to, to score some wins uh, uh, against quality teams there. Yeah. As, we, as we kind of back up a little yeah. bit, go back to number two, Gretna, who um, just keeps keeping on, yeah. right? Uh, handled Omaha Northwest um, early, scored 79 points, which isn't really the story. It was the 27 27- they scored in the first quarter yeah. and 25 in the second quarter, which if you let this team be that efficient scoring the basketball, they're going to defend. That is a very, very good defensive team, in my opinion, because they play good team defense. And uh, by taking a business early, they got some of their um, deeper bench guys a chance to get out there and play. Um, and Kellen Burns led them in scoring in that one. Yeah. So it's, it's always uh, – Th- that, those are the nice, the the nice side of kind of blowouts and games like that, where you can get guys that work hard that don't necessarily play every single game a chance to go out there and show that hey, I'm a high school basketball player too, and I I, I can play well. So um, that that was kind of what this week 
was for them. Although the uh, Northwest, they, they gave them battle, and they won that 53-43, their first game of the week. Um, it was 20-6. to six, uh, It was tied at the first quarter, then Gretton opened up in the second. Uh, but Northwest didn't didn't let it get away from them. They kind of battled, and that's you look at Millard West's record's not good right now, but their last five, six, seven games, they've been battling every single one of them. It's Com- not an easy out at this point. Agree. Um, Com- completely agree on Millard West. They they need a they need another offensive piece that can can go get a bucket because they get bogged down offensively. Yeah, they just need they need shots to fall. They need guys like. Uh, Zach Grandinet and Cole uh, Kirshner, both those guys. They they got to get those tough, guys tough going shot at the same time. Selection for Grandinet though. Sometimes I think he could yeah. he settles a little bit. Uh, he and he can get some easier looks, but he does have to work hard on that offensive end. And the tough part for him too is he had the wrist injury. He's got a pinky injury as he did well. Did that, that against Westside? That was messing with his uh, shooting form. Like he had to change his shooting form um, just because of the, the, the health situation there. So he's kind of gotten back to shooting normal recently, and he had hit four threes uh, in their last game. So hopefully that, that bodes well for them moving forward. But Gretna's got Brian on Tuesday and North Star on, on Saturday this week. So, um, again, not, not necessarily elite teams, but teams that can uh, jump up and get you if, if you don't come ready to play. Yeah. Come, uh, coming in at number three is, is uh, the Wednesday after school when I picked up my 12-year-old. He gets in the car. I don't know if he does it to – whatever but you know mike is a hoops head he's a total junkie and and uh, he gets in the car and he says uh thoughts on the game last night <laughs> after west side got beat by the best coach in the state that's <laughs> what it's what he said not not hey how's my day not hey dad thanks for picking me up he hit me with the best coach in the state you and i were joking i don't even know how much we're really joking every year we say this is coach Ludke's best job you put it best. It's not impressive. It's not overwhelming. They make the most of their opportunities. Nobody else wants to go get it. <laughs> so there's Creighton Prep sitting snug at number three and one of the only two losses that the aforementioned Gretna team has. Here's Prep again all of a sudden sitting at 14-5. and five. Michael looking uh, maybe wearing some uh, Clayton Prep blue in the future well, that's a couple what, years Hey, here? so that's what he said messing with me during his workout the other day. He's like, you know, because, you know, he loves Coach Simons and Coach yeah. Runco, and he goes, what if I want to go to Prep? <laughs> I like to play for Coach Ludke, and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Caleb said the same thing. And then they're uh, at the dinner uh, table the other day, and it's like uh, they're both fawning over how much they love Coach Ludke. I, I wanted to text Josh uh, so bad I, c- I couldn't boost his ego. Well, and, I, and I know Josh uh, gave you a hard time when Caleb was going through that decision-making process too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I just – I don't know, man. I think they like to stress me out, but he is held in very high regard in the Benning family. 14-5 yep. and five sitting there at number three in the poll. Um Again, you mentioned that that Westside game, rivalry game, Tuesday night, 59-52. Prep pulled that out. It's unbelievable when you watch a team control the game for probably 29 of the 32 minutes, and in the last six, you didn't feel like they could win. <laughs> so, um, so the the Westside uh, and then Omaha North they beat 63-56 last week. Those uh, like you look at the aggregate score in the third quarters, the first three quarters for those two games, it was tied going into fourth. Prep won those two games, the fourth quarter, 38-24. to 24. So finishing good on making that designation. Yeah. Because, you know, people will make a lot out of the seven-point pos- seven possession, but that still only made it 49-47 for Prep to take the lead over Westside. The fourth quarter 
was the difference. Trey Nell and, you know, Rishel was already doing work. But them going to the post, so taking advantage of matchups, that that was that's Lutke being Coach Lutke. So Joey Rishel finished with 25, 6 and 9 from 3. You cannot give him open looks. You cannot lose him. You can't give him offensive rebounds in scramble situations because that's where they find him. He'll pull up from the volleyball line. And he um, did twice. It, yeah. One from the corner <laughs> yeah. took the lead. So it's, it's hard to track him down in those kind of situations. Like you've got to secure the glass. You've got to take care of the ball. Um, because that's that's when he really gets you. Like, general, a lot of teams, I think, do a good job of st- sticking somebody with him, but it's hard to do for an entire game, uh, particularly in those kind of broken four situations. And then between uh, Dylan Clawson and Trinell Parker, 19 points and 12 boards between your bigs. So Tr- you get Tr- Trinell was so good yeah. in the post with timely baskets. Uh, he had a nice dunk. He got a technical. I I I wouldn't have probably called it a tech. He did a mini pull up, yeah. but it was so explosive and. I, I saw it. Yeah, I don't understand why we're still doing that. Like, why Why does this rule exist? Like, we've got breakaway rims now. Like, I don't think kids are going to be breaking backboards. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're at Westside. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is, you know, in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden they're getting paint touches, right? Because Westside finally got it figured out about, you know, whether the confusion, the heart to ice the ball screen or to drop coverage. They don't even practice drop coverage, which is – I couldn't figure out why yeah. Rishel was getting good looks from three. Like, you got to ice those ball screens to make him do something yeah. different. So once Westside kind of figured that out, it turned into Westside going in the post scoring. And Trinnell Park, he was so good – at feeling for where Kevin Brown or mm-hmm. Tate was maybe putting the pressure and he and would spin the other yep. way. And he was really crafty and he was awful efficient. Yeah. Um, and again, if they could start to score in the post, I mean, look out because you're going to have to find ways to get the ropes, those guys in foul trouble, the, the, Jeff, the Rosells. If you're a perimeter-oriented team like Prep, you don't give yourself much of a chance. If they can score in the post with Rishel – that's a different kind of team. Well, and that's the, the kind of the versatility of the team where you start with Clawson at, at the five, and then you bring in Parker and play Clawson at the four, and now it's a high-low action. And Clawson can, sh- exactly. can stretch you. And you can put on the deck, yeah. or he can knock down the shot. So you give, they can give you different looks uh, based on who they have in the game and play different ways. Um, so they can attack you a little different way. So that's uh, – and Parker's kind of evolution throughout the season is – been uh, kind of another another good Long coaching point arms. for for Lutke where he wasn't in the rotation to start the year just a sophomore um kind of working his way up he had some other guys some older guys there that were filling some of those minutes and then as the season went on he gradually he uh I forgot which game it was but um I think Sauter was at it. I wasn't there but it was, um gave him a chance like all right now you're just back up get, took advantage of it, it was I forgot what it was, but um. if, if he un- if if and he's just a sophomore, yeah. you mentioned it, and and Coach Ludke is very demanding. There's an expectation. If Trainell figures out the rigor of Creighton yeah. prep basketball day in day out, well, his upside is is pretty high. But as just a young guy in the program, I think he's kind of understanding yeah. what Coach Ludke and that staff want from him. If it clicks, he's going to be a problem. Yeah. And then they follow that up with that win against North. Uh, Dylan Clawson, 18-8. and eight. Joey Rishel hit four threes on six attempts. And they got production from P.J. Newbel and Marquise Tolliver, nine points apiece. Um, and then 
they were up 30 to five in the after the first quarter against Omaha South. Won that thing by 31. So. Uh, prep taking care of business there. Uh, you want to touch on Westside at this point now? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Westside still hanging in at number eight, but uh, eleven and five had a rough week. Zero and two. Yeah, running out of quality wins too, right? Yeah. You've you you lost to Southeast Bellevue West. Uh, I think Papio South was what I would call their. F- it's not a bad loss, but when you hold Kircher and Ball to to six points respectively or seven points respectively, you should you should win that game. Um, it got away from them heading into the third quarter. Maul Jaw took that game over. Shepard hit some big threes. And unfortunately, being close to Westside, until they it's, – it's a hard criticism, but it's the reality of it. They don't shoot the ball well enough to not give maximum effort every night out because they, t- they have too many defensive lulls. So five of 30 from three in the two games combined last week, they have not shot better than 26% from three in their last five. Yeah, it's where you have to change the way you play. They, yeah, they cannot get shots to fall right now, and their offense is so predicated on uh, pace and space and trying to generate driving lanes by sp- spacing you out, five out. Um, I, I think they kind of have to switch it up a little bit. The, the one-gap, two-gap thing, I understand. You need – High ball screens, ball screens in general, let your guards go to work, right? Let, let the drive kick, the drive finish, the drive dive. You're going to have to kind of – you can't do what you're, you're continuing to do with this offense because they don't shoot it well enough. And they got another tough week where they uh, – Oh, yeah. It's uh, going to be a good host Lincoln Southwest on Tuesday or uh, tonight <laughs> as we record this, and uh, they host Elkhorn South on Friday. So, again – Two tough teams. Uh, they're going to have to figure some things out on both ends of the four here to kind of get back on track. Um, we mentioned Miller North earlier. Uh, Fifteen and three. They're sitting there odd, at number odd four. Odd team to figure out. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. They they, they 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 won that grinder against Elkhorn South, fifty three forty seven that you mentioned. And again, that was uh, Elkhorn South was up one going in the fourth quarter, and then uh, Miller North held them to six points in the fourth. Uh, won that thing uh, by six. Um, they got. They held the Elkhorn South 0 for 9 from 3. Isn't it interesting? You look at Millard North, they're 15 and 2. Their losses are 15 3. 15 and 3. Yeah, their losses are to, to, to prep West Side mm-hmm. and an out of state loss. Yeah. They're 15 and 2 in the state of Nebraska. Does it seem like we talk about Millard North like that? Maybe that's on us. <laughs> well, we've, we've, they've kind of been that number three by default all season until the, 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 the prep loss or the, the West, West Side, side loss. loss. Yeah, which was um, hand, they were never in that game. Exactly. So that's kind of set you back. Um, and also, I think, I mean, Derek Rollins has been their best player, just a sophomore, um, and kind of really good at what he does, but kind of an undersized big at this point uh, that they play through. And then other guys are just kind of up and down. Um, where Elijah Gate again, is still kind of figuring out how, how to be efficient in that role. Uh, if Neil Mosser isn't hitting shots, they, they don't have a lot of great perimeter shooting. So, like, there's a lot of things there still for them to figure out um, in order for you to feel great about them game to game. But they've got so many pieces there that – I mean, 15, they've got a chance to be really good. 15 yeah. and 2. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's like it's pretty gosh dang good. Yeah, they followed it up 69-42 win against Papillion uh La Vista. They outscored thirty-eight to fourteen in the middle two quarters there. Um so they got ten points out of Paxson Piatkowski off the bench there. They had three guys with nine, Derek Rollins with fourteen and eight. So Again, just good balance for that team. Um, so they, mul- multiple generations of Piakowskis in the gym the other night against Elkhorn South and with Troy and Eric and Grandpa. It was uh, it was cool to see a lot of Piakowskis in the building watching Jace play yeah. his former team. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, Paxson. Uh, Did I say Jace? Jace yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Another the, the, the other Pikeowski yeah, didn't uh, mention the other Pikeowski and then obviously Sutton little brothers <laughs> yeah. playing JV as a freshman there um, <laughs> so a lot of Pikeowskis but uh, yeah so good balance for North they, they they go to Millward South on Friday just a one game this week we, we mentioned East Pius is there it's uh, a big big win from East yeah um, right again, on time again it just like we talked about who's the best in Lincoln at this point you got you got to say East. Um, they've got a couple of losses in there, but they've got the best record. They've been the most steady. Uh, and, again, you've got two guys that are capable of going for 30 at any given game. But is Southeast the hottest? Uh, Southeast and Pius right now, those two are, are the ones uh, on a roll right now. Um, so East at five, Pius at six, 12-5 uh, and five coming off uh, 54-49 win at Scott. I was at that one on, on Tuesday – or against Scott. I was at that one down in Lincoln on, on Tuesday. And, um, man – Kellen Hum was the hero for Pius. They shot, they hit 11 threes, 11 for 23 from three. Uh, Jake Brack had 26, seven boards, four assists, he's, and it just wasn't enough. He's so good. Um, yeah, and he he, thir- he like head to head with, with Trayson Anderson. Anderson finished with eight points, uh, ten rebounds. He but figured Jake, out that it's a different level of physicality. And yeah, Jake, he he, I mean, year older, like Division One recruit, should, but he he won that battle pretty decisively. It was the other guys for Pius that that won that game again. The three point shooting, every time Scott made a run, made a push in, in the third and fourth quarters, Pius hit a three, and it was three or four. There was a point where Trayson picked up his fourth foul, and they had Aiden Brass come in for him. Immediately hit a three. Yep. First time he touched the next time he touched the ball after coming in in the fourth quarter. So like moments like that are just huge to pull off a win like that to hand Scott their first loss. Big uh, big one for them coming up too because they got to go to Carney. Carney, Lincoln North Star, and at Bellevue West. So that is a <laughs> heck of a week for, for those guys. So we'll test. We'll be able to test just how hot are they, how much have they grown. And their depth and their legs. Because yeah. three games in a week. Especially when Bellevue West is a third of those games on the road. Yeah. And, uh, a, and a back-to-backer yeah. that, that night. So, yeah. And, you gotta, and that starts with a week where you got to go to Carney today. Yeah. And I, I saw Carney uh, win at Lincoln North Star uh, on uh, – That's a great win, by the way. Oh, for, for sure. And – uh, Jack Dahlgren's having a heck of a season for them. Hit, uh, he, can, he can shoot it. They they shot the lights out in that game uh, against North Star. North Star obviously has the size there. And um, was there Houston? Man, can he get hot? So Couldn't that was in all the, in the second half, right? Twenty points second half. Did not make a shot. Went zero for six in the first quarter. Didn't shoot in the second quarter. Then explodes for twenty in the fourth. Multiple like. 7-0, personal runs for him. Okay. He got them back into that game. Kind of a personal favor yeah. of mine. He's very familiar with, with, with his game. And as, as, as Coach Bronick said, it's hard to keep him in front of you. Yeah. So And Southeast is at 7. Uh, North Star still kind of out there uh, receiving votes there. And Southwest is the 10th team uh, at 9-6 and six coming off that, uh, that loss to East where, again, had a chance to really like, all right, make a statement here. Couldn't get it done. 
Um, they they have a tough week. They we mentioned they go to uh, at Westside, Westside on tonight. Tuesday. They go to Lincoln North Star on Friday, and then they're at Columbus Saturday. So three game week for for Southwest there to kind of round out the top ten in A. It's a lot of good games this week, I yeah. think, in terms of that middle of the pack sorting it out. Yeah. Uh, in Class B, we mentioned Scott took their first loss. And then they took their second loss, uh, doubleheader uh, for boys-girls on uh, Friday against Omaha Central. Man, the girls uh, down in Lincoln, they beat Pius, who was 13-2, and two, I believe, going into that game. Yes, sir. Uh, and Scott just took them apart despite Taylor McCabe going 0 for 7 from 3. Um, and then Central, man, they shot lights out. Yeah, uh, Scott, Taylor, Taylor good, went Scott, off. Scott girls only have Taylor. the one loss. Peyton went off, yeah, uh, and it's out of state too. Yeah, um, they beat Elkhorn North to start the year. So man, those, those Scott girls can really and they're so much, so young, uh, all sophomores That's and juniors. That's scary. And, <laughs> but uh, Scott, yeah, the boys though they could kind of same deal. They uh, lost fifty five sixty six against Omaha Central. Um, it was uh, just kind of. Uh, shooting yeah and and that's the problem against scott is where you had bracco for 26 and then they just never really had like jj farron wasn't hitting and nobody else scored they more were, than a it few was points. suffocating though to be if that there's one thing that central can can do consistently length. their length can cause you headaches defending and, and if i'm sure they put one like a guy like a wet or somebody like that on on jj farron made life for him as a ball handler now you need other guys to step up and you're looking at uh, Gabe Edstrand coming off an injury, just kind of easing his way back in. You've got Kyle Cannon as a sophomore, who I like, but again, it's just a Young. sophomore playing against a Class A team. Uh, and then White Archer, who is a football player out there, like he's, he's he, one of he, my faves. So him, I'm, a, I'm a, I lack objectivity yeah. when it comes to Archer. There's just not a lot of off the bounce creation for them, and um, I'm sure what Central made it tough to get the, the ball into the post there. So that's kind of where you run into Scott. There aren't a lot of teams in Class B that can do that to them, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but Central did, and uh, on offense, Wet Mamer at 24 points. Um, Central shot nine of 12 from three. That's and 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 Mamer, he's streaky. Yeah, I've, uh, I've watched him since he's been in about the fourth grade. It it doesn't. It's not always aesthetically pleasing, but when he's playing with confidence, uh, he he can go on those little mini runs where he's shooting the basketball. Yeah, and Central won that beside uh, despite turning the ball over 18 times. So Scott goes from 14 and 0 to 14 and 2 this week. And uh, they, they, they host Bennington on Tuesday and Mount Michael on Saturday. So we'll see if they can get back on track. That's a big one. Bennington's in there at number three. The uh, only loss since the football guys came back was at Platteview, correct? Am I remembering that right? Because they're, they're, they've only got the five losses, and I think they had the three early. Yeah, they had three. Uh, yeah, they lost their first few games, and then they, they've been on a uh, pretty yeah. good roll since. Um, but uh, I, I say the they, they lost guys. to Waverly, I think. Yeah. Um, and then there was I, one other one. I think it's Waverly and Platteview, right? Platteview handled them pretty well. Okay. So, so that's, uh, again, you got the, the next best, the, the third best team in Class B coming to Scott, looking to kind of avoid a, a real losing streak here. Platteview at two, Bennington, also roughly. Bennington's dangerous. Yeah. They really are. Um, Platteview, 15-3, and three, still at two, but lost to Wahoo in their conference final. Um, and that's one where uh, Platteview has their number. Yeah, and well, Wahoo, it was close. It was twenty nine twenty eight, and then Wahoo went on a twelve zero run to pull that uh, pull that away. And Platteview just threw up blanks the entire fourth quarter from three. They just could not get shots to go, um, and weren't able to hang around. They ended up losing the thing by twenty. Um, so impressive for Wahoo to bounce back and get that win. Um, uh, they had a. Uh, 
39 to 21 overall in the second half. Plavi just never really got any, but uh, Draper hit a few shots. But Connor Milken got going in the second quarter. In the second half, they really did a good job of limiting his opportunities, and nobody else could step up. They got a lot of open threes, and they didn't go in. So, so that's so the that's one the thing for Plavio. them if they really want to make a run here uh, as we get to February. Need another guy to be able to get in the paint, not name Connor Milliken. Right? Because, I mean, he, just another downhill yeah. threat. Uh, yep. And so th- they, they've got Ralston on Thursday, and they go at Hastings on Saturday as well. So two road games this week for them. We mentioned Bennington at three. Um, they took, took care of business against Elkhorn. Trey Bird at 33 points in, in that one. Um, and uh, held, held Elkhorn to 33% from the field. Um, and then they followed that up 57-40 win against Norris, played him twice in two weeks, uh, in the, this time in the EMC final, kind of same deal. Yeah. They just uh, it's, it's a really tough matchup for a Norris team where you've got senior football players against a, a lot of freshmen, sophomores, um, just bigger, stronger. Um, and so they, they've got – Tough week for Bennington. They go to Scud on Tuesday, and they go to Omaha North on Saturdays. Uh, Bennington's played a few Class Class A teams. They played Bellevue East as well. Um, and I, 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 that North Bennington game could be a lot more competitive than I think people may think to the naked eye because North's got to find a way to shoot the basketball better. But they certainly have size and athleticism. So anytime you make a step up in in class, uh, it's tough. Crete, they're uh, still sitting there at 16-2 and two, uh, at number four this week. Um they took it, they swept through their conference tournament, 60, one by 39 against Lexington, one by 22 against Seward, and then pulled out a close one, 51-43 at York uh, in the final. Let, so me, th- let, me, let me ask you something real quick. Does that loss to Elkhorn say more about Elkhorn than Crete? Because if you look at their record and kind of how they played, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. You're like, oh, what happened to Elkhorn? But you and I both agreed if Elkhorn figures out offensively yeah. what to do, they're not a fun team to play against either. They're still hanging around at, at number six in the poll at, despite 11-7 and seven because of what they're capable of, but they're so up and down mm-hmm. uh, against some of the bad losses and the way they looked in those losses. But, yeah, they can turn around and beat a team like Crete that uh, only Scott has beat otherwise in the state. And Crete has a big one on Friday. They go to Wahoo. Um, so that, that'll be a, a really good test for, for them. Um, and for Wahoo as well, I expect that to be a great game. Mentioned York, uh, they're at five there. Um, they took a business uh, and pushed Crete in the final. They go to Elkhorn North on Friday, Lakeview Saturday. Elkhorn at six. Um, they beat Blair in an overtime game um, to, to open their conference tournament and then suffered that loss to Bennington and then bounced back with a 16-point loss at Waverly mm. um, where they got really good contributions across, uh, across the board. Six, uh, 16 from Luke Howard. Luke Howard, uh, 26 points in their last two games last week. Stealthy. So, um, Doesn't say if, much either. If they start to get him going a little bit as, as an offensive option, that definitely will help with Ethan Youngtum and Colin Comstock as kind of the, the mainstays there. Um, Beatrice at seven. Uh, they avenged the, the loss to Ralston. Um, won that 71-63. Um, and then they, they took Platteview to double overtime, uh, 46-47, ended up losing in that one, and then bounced back and beat Malcolm 55-43 uh, in, the, uh, in the last game of that, that tournament. So they've got Norris on Tuesday and Wahoo Saturday, so a tough week for Beatrice again. Man, Wahoo. How about Wahoo getting Crete and – they got Crete on 
Friday, I think. Wahoo does. Feels like Wahoo's played as, uh, as many Class B teams as they have C one. Right? So credit to them for, for that schedule. I'll be curious to see what happens in that Crete Wahoo game. Definitely well tested uh, come postseason. Um, Mount Michael is at eight. I saw them uh, beat South Sioux City on Thursday last week, and they did it without Chop Polger, who rolled his ankle and wasn't able to go in that who one. Who we talk about almost every week. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Harrison Long didn't have a great game, got off to a slow start there, but, man, hit go-ahead three. Looked like it should have been a two, um, but kind of up and up, pump off the dribble, crossed up, pump fake. Yeah. The guy jumped, head fake, stepped under, reset his feet, and knocked down the shot. Uh, and then they, that started a 9-0 run uh, to kind of pull that away uh, late in the fourth quarter. Um, so it was a great job by, South, by Elkhorn there against a much improved South Sioux City team, uh, Anthony Earth. Uh, transfer from Winnebago. He went over a thousand points at South Sioux um, in that game. Um, and Manny Paul was a difference maker. And 15, South Sioux 10, sitting right at, at nine and seven, and, uh, and they cracked the the pole at 10. number ten. Yeah. So um, they've got Sioux City West this week and Roncalli on Saturday. So Roncalli, that's a good win. Who's sitting there at number nine? Um, Roncalli, they've got Ralston and South Sioux City um, this week to bounce back after a 47-50 loss uh, against Gross. Uh, last week. Are we getting any Ralston scouting reports? I mean, I, I'm sitting next to a guy that may know a thing or two about Ralston <laughs> basketball. Yeah, my brother's been asking me to come. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go to one of those games for Ralston this week, either either the Platteview on, Thurs- on, Fri- on Thursday or uh, Ron Colley on Friday. To, um, definitely got some pieces. Deacon Courtney's ha- having a really good sophomore year for them. Uh, uh, Rex Butenbeck, coach's son, had yeah. 35 in their loss to Beatrice uh, la- uh, last week. Uh, Max Hoffman is capable. Had twenty three, I think, in their um, in their win against Beatrice, or, or I don't, one of their one of their wins the previous week. So they've got a few guys. And Rendell Gines, who transferred from Omaha Christian Academy, just went over a thousand career points recently for them as well. So um, Rex they, was such an pieces. easy kid to cheer for when he was younger. I hope he's continues to be that guy because he was so good natured. Yeah. Um, Hit quick results in Class C one. It's mostly chalk. Everybody took care of business except for Concordia. Took their their second loss. Um, they lost to Lincoln Lutheran on Friday. So that's a really good win for Lutheran. And who cracks the top ten now? One by fourteen um, in that one. So Concordia fell to six, but otherwise, like top five still. Uh, we talked about how good how good it w- is. Auburn uh, still sitting hanging around there at seven at twelve and four. Wayne at eight, and then O'Neill. 12-3, and three, they're at nine. Since uh, Landon Klassen missed a couple games, he's been back. They've been steadily rising. Uh, how about this for, uh, for Klassen? I was just uh, getting ready to say he's probably going to make our performances <laughs> yeah. of note in the past week, and here we go. 42 points on 15-27 to 27 <laughs> shooting, 9 of 11 from the free throw line, yeah. 9 rebounds, 6 steals, 2 assists. we got to see them. Against Wilcox Hildreth. Uh, Seriously. I think we'll have a chance to see them uh, come March here uh, <laughs> based on the way they've been playing lately and between Klassen and Morrow as a, a dynamic duo there for them. But they followed that up with their had 20 points, seven assists, six rebounds in his first game of the week against a three-point win against a good Norfolk Catholic team. Um, so g- good week for O'Neill there. Um, Class C2, the changeup was Freeman is back up at number one after Hardington Cedar Catholic uh, dropped to three with a loss. They're sitting at 13-3. Donovan Trumbull still sitting there at 17-0, and 0, uh, uh, holding at number two. So teams jumped Freeman back up to – or coaches jumped Freeman back up to number one. Um, so that's kind of the result of note in C2. And then we'll close it out with uh, the shout-outs this week. I already mentioned Klassen. 
How about uh, Gearing Senior Maxwell Greeley? 37 points, 13 of 19 shooting, 5 of 6 from 3, 6 of 8 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals in a 13-point win at Alliance. Um, Wilcox, Hildred Jr., Grayson Sheen, 30 points, 11 of 21 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, 6 of 8 from the free throw line, 19 rebounds, 5 steals, 1 mm. assist in a 5-point win at Franklin. So they need every bit of that performance there to get that win. Luke Kasten, uh senior for Potter Dix, who has, a, has had a really prolific career. Um, he had a 31-point game this past week, eight steals, five rebounds, four assists, one, one block, really efficient from the field. Uh, didn't have a great offensive game, but still had 12 points, 14 rebounds, and eight steals and five assists in, in their, their other game last week. And then finally, Pawnee City sophomore Anthony Kling, 27 points, 11-22 shooting, 4-10 from three, 17 rebounds, five steals, and three assists in a 20-point win uh, against Lewiston. Yeah, I tell you what, you're not going to get that anywhere, right, <laughs> where you just get like the quick rundown of folks that are very deserving. That's why he's so good at what he does. That's Jacob Padilla. And I just am happy I get to glean a little basketball from him. By the way. That's my guy. By the way, Stevie Nicks. Tom Petty stopped dragging my heart around to bring it all back <laughs> oh, <wow>. around. <laughs> Shane just over here laying in the cut. That's that's the great one, Jacob Badilla. I'm old DB. We'll be back next week with Nebraska Preps postgame. Plenty of good matchups. Don't you dare miss it. Network Production.